Welcome to the Good Growing Podcast. I am Chris Enroth, horticulture educator with the University of Illinois Extension, coming at you from Macomb, Illinois. And we have got a great show for you today. We are going to be talking with a couple Extension staff about an upcoming a tree care, uh, kind of a tree care series that's going to be going on. And they're going to tell us all about it and answer some of our tree questions. But you know, I am not doing this by myself. I'm joined, as always, every single week by horticulture educator Ken Johnson in Jacksonville. Hey, Ken. Hello, Chris. How are you? I am doing doing very well. Um, how did the Yukon Cornelius outfit go over this last weekend? It was good. My wife dressed up as the Bumble, so we had we had matching outfits, and it was all good. It came in handy because it was kind of cold, so oh, we cool. have to put it back on tonight for trick or treating with the kids too. Uh, yes, we're going to be bundling up tonight. That is for sure. Um, I, I've moved all of my plants inside. I am on top of it this year. I'll, I only have one thing that's still outside. Um, well, two, three, like five to 10 things that are still outside, um, but they'll be okay. Um, I have my lemon tree, which I moved back and forth. And actually I had an accident with it. It's in like a 50 pound clay pot. It's huge. And as I was moving it, I dropped it on my foot. And so I have a nasty, I don't know if it's broken, doesn't feel good. Um, what does it mean when things burn and feel like you're being zapped with electricity? I, but, but no, I'm probably I'm, not a good thing. <laughs> probably not a good thing. Well, is, is the um, pot okay? Is the plant no, okay? The, the pot cracked, which is the worst thing. <laughs> so now I have to go get a new pot. So the, the tree is outside in the garage. Because if I water it, water's just going to go everywhere. So I have to go get a new pot after this and save that darn lemon tree. But yeah. Have you gotten all of your stuff inside? I uh, dug dahlias that we had in the ground yesterday. Got some in pots that I just need to cut and drag inside. You know, some gladiolus I need to dig. I think everything else is hardy. We have some chestnut seedlings. I either need to heal in or just put them in the basement or the garage because they're in pretty small pots and i don't want those roots getting too cold but yeah pretty, pretty much done and if it doesn't come in it makes it it makes it if it doesn't try again next year you just add a couple little what nuts seedlings you know what what are you already out so not not too much yeah um yeah and tonight as as we're recording this this will be in the past uh for those when it's released and listening later uh but like October 31st, we're kind of getting a pretty hard freeze tonight. Um, it's not like we're just dipping down into below 32 uh, for a little bit. We're getting down to predicted like 21 degrees for us. So um, it's going to be a it's an actual frost event. Yep. It's all over. That's right. <laughs> there it goes. Well, nice. It was nice knowing you growing season 2023. Um so, but we'll, we'll see you later. Well, Ken, let's get into our topic for this week. I, I, do you like your trees? Um, most of them I do. Yes. Yeah, we got, got a few in the yard I don't really like, and they're going to disappear one of these days. Mm -hmm. I'm actively trying to kill some of my trees, actively trying to, to uh, keep others alive. So it, you know who you are, Norway Maple. Um, so... Uh, but I, I think it's time we dive into our topic for today uh, and introduce our special guests. So uh, I'd like to bring on two extension uh, uh, staff members. Uh, so we have horticulture educator Sarah Vogel in Decatur. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi, thank you. 
and we have horticulture program coordinator Jenny Lee in Mattoon. Is that right, Jenny? That's correct, Mattoon. All right, Mattoon rhymes rhymes with other things. I, I won't say out loud, but um, <laughs> spittoon. I guess that's not a bad word, but uh, maybe Mattoonians wouldn't like that. Um, well, we are happy to have you. And so we're going to dive into this community tree care series that that you and along with a couple other colleagues have put together. Um, so I say, let's just dive right into this. Ken, could you start us off uh, on our line of questions, please? I can do that. So I, our first question is, how did the program get started? And why did you want to put it together? Our, our program is a community tree care series. Um, and it got started because uh, I think there's a need for uh, more local, more downstate training um, for tree care professionals. Not just I think that, we assessed as much. In fact, we collaborated with um, some other organizations to really even further assess that need and where it is and what, um, what topics tree care professionals want to learn more about. Um, so we started there. Um, because not um, there are so many people in our communities that are already taking care of trees, whether that's um, you know municipal ground staff or, or township or uh, school you know groundskeepers and so on, park staff. Uh, there are a lot of people taking care of trees that may not have any kind of formal training, and that's fine, or even any like uh, informal training, like what we're going to offer. So um, there are a lot of certified arborists. In many, in some places in Illinois, um, and and those those professionals can uh, learn something as well. But this is really to support the people that aren't able to get as much training um, that they desire. So for me, uh, the idea of this program kind of started about a year ago uh, when I was trying to decide on a capstone project for my master's degree, and I knew I wanted to create some type of deliverable to educate people about tree care because um, we were getting calls in from community members regarding their trees, like mainly what's wrong with my tree and how can I save it? Um, and then also just kind of driving around, I was noticing that there were a number of trees in our community that weren't healthy. Um, some were dying. Um, and a lot of those were in public areas. So, you know, looking closer, I could see that there were just some kind of not so great management practices going on. Um, maybe some improper pruning techniques, um, kind of bad mulching techniques. Uh, so then I started questioning, okay, who's taking care of these trees in our parks and on our school property? And who do we need to reach? So Sarah, you said it, and I will make sure to, maybe I'll broaden this out a little bit. You said that these classes are not as available for those of us downstate. And I'll maybe I'll be a bit more uh, specific and say, there's a lot of great educational opportunities for people in Chicago, in the Chicagoland area. Uh, in fact, I'm jealous. Um, some of those, those turf grass days that they have up there, you know, they get all these experts from all over the country to come in and talk about tall fescue, you know, oh, so exciting. Um, gets me going. Um, but when, when we come a little bit away from, let's be honest, where the main economic driver is for our state, uh, when it comes to green industry, when we kind of move away from that geographic area, um, we do have fewer and fewer training opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, so with this community tree care series, since we're spread out 
so far across the state. How are we? How are we, how are people going to access this course? Um, is this all in person? Is this all online? What what is the um, uh, format going to be for the sessions? Yeah. So um, when we were trying to assess like where where people needed the training, what topics and so on they would like to learn more about, um, that was one question that we asked too. What format is preferred? Is it a one day in person conference? Is it a two day conference? Is it um, just webinars and so on? Um, and so we decided on kind of a mixed format. So the first three sessions, uh, two in November, one in December, uh, will be webinars. And those will be $10 a piece. Uh, you can attend all three. You can a la carte, you know, if you've already got tree basics down, um, you can just attend the other two. Um, but the idea is that they are a series, so they kind of build on top of each other. And then in January and February, we'll offer three in-person workshops, and those will be held in um, up in the Moline area. We haven't determined the exact location, uh, one in Decatur and one in Mattoon. Um, and so we didn't get all the way south this time, but in the future, we hope to, to reach some of those communities as well. Um, and so it, hopefully a format like that where you can log into a webinar, um, especially in maybe maybe the slower winter months for some, um, you know, outside workers, uh, the hope is that it's more accessible and you can just log right in, learn what you need to know um, in the comfort of your own home and jammies and slippers. Ooh, I like that. I like it very much. We encourage it. <laughs> and, and I know and, you mentioned Southern Illinois, but let's, let's be clear. They have their own Captain America down there in terms of Chris Evans, who is our <laughs> extension forestry specialist. So he yeah. he really does not like to play into that, um, but I'm I'm working on him. So, but yeah, uh, Chris Evans, he's our forestry specialist down in Southern Illinois. Great resource. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, he is a great resource. You know, and so part of the the purpose of the series again is um, it's urban forestry, right? And uh, as opposed to like our natural resource, you know, our areas like forests, like down in Southern Illinois, where we have the Shawnee National Forest. That's a totally different um, realm than what we're focusing on. This is more urban forestry. We shied a bit away from the term urban forest because I think that can be a bit of a misnomer, uh, misinterpreted. Um, for people, maybe that's, you know, some people think of like thriving metropolis downtown streets. Um, and that's not necessarily the case. Our urban forests um, are my yard, your yard, the parks and greenways and boulevards that connect them. And so any anywhere where there, uh, those trees have been introduced um, into that area and that soil's been been flipped over. That's So instead of urban, we kind of went with community tree care because all of us already know that we're a part of that. So uh, Sarah, you had also mentioned about some of the people who might be in attendance but who is who is this for? Who do you expect to attend? Who is who is your audience? Would you want um, can hobbyists also attend this uh, sessions? Um, yeah, who's going to be in class? Most certainly hobbyists. Um, so it's it's for anyone. It's for anyone in the general public that wants to you know advance their tree knowledge or expertise. Personally and professionally, my hope is to get some of the tree care companies in our area to start coming a little bit more to these, the park staff. Um, that was an identified need 
um, not just through a survey that we did, but as we, you know, we extension professionals go out and, and partner with other organizations, we ask them what they need, um, you know, and so lots of our, our partners, at least in my area, were saying, well, we need programming from you and we need training. We need staff training so they know how to do this, so they know how to take care of our, our public areas. Um, so that's what I hope for. Um, we also encourage neighborhood organizations, you know, neighborhood groups or um, other community organizations who maybe they're interested. Maybe there's a booster club in one of the schools and they want to plant, a, you know, a tree to signify some event or another. Um, hopefully they can come. I mean, bring the kids if you want to <laughs> sign them up too. you know play it live in the classroom. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to get the professionals that are already out there doing the work, some really good training. But of course, any of our volunteers, our master gardeners, master naturalists, anyone in the general public uh, who would like to learn more about trees and taking care of them. All right. So if I am somebody that is, that's going to sign up for the class, uh, what can I expect to learn in these different sessions? So yeah, in session one, uh, we want people to understand the importance of trees. Uh, so that they understand why they need to care for their trees in the first place. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the benefits of trees, um, like the environmental benefits, the health benefits, um, all the benefits. Um, and then we're going to go over some of the basic tree biology uh, to get a better understanding of how trees function so that we can understand what kind of practices to put in place for caring for our trees. And then we will talk about some basic tree ID and the importance of tree diversity in our communities. That's just packed full of stuff right there. It's one session. One session. <laughs> yeah, the challenge is now to keep it within that two-hour time frame. Right. We've got so yeah. much good information to impart unto the world that we I know you guys love to. Hours. You love to talk trees, so uh, good luck with that. Yeah, that's 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 going to be a challenge. So session one. But we have more than than just that. So session one, we're on Zoom. We're learning about um, uh, tree IDs. Oh, I, I really do love the um, that di that diversity and the the canopy. I want to call it the urban canopy, but but it, we'll call it the community tree canopy. Right? Is that kind of that terminology we're steering more towards? Yeah, for for what we're going for. Um, and again, probably many of us who work in extension or or other. Uh, you know, entities like that, we understand that what urban community, urban forestry refers to. But again, that misnomer of urban, like, eh, we got a lot of rural communities that still are part of the urban forest. Mm -hmm. So probably community. Yeah, you're right. Community is just a, an easier and more digestible term. Yeah. Yeah. What does session two cover? Uh, so in the second session, we will uh, talk about site assessment, all the things that you need to consider before you even plant the tree. So how big is the tree going to get at maturity? Is there enough space for that tree to thrive once it reaches maturity? What's the soil conditions? Um, if you're trying to plant a tree in poor soil or the not the correct soil, it's not going to thrive. Um, and then what's the purpose of the tree? Why are you planting it there? Um, are you planting it for shade? Are you planting it for a windbreak? Um, what's the point? Or are you just, you know, you just like the way it flowers? Um, or are you trying to feed wildlife? So we'll talk about those things. Um, 
So basically it's, you know, choosing the right tree for the right site. Uh, then we'll discuss how to properly plant that tree. And depending on how that tree is packaged, uh, wherever you're purchasing it from, it could be a bare root tree, could be a containerized tree or ball and burlap tree. So there's different techniques that you wanna use, a little bit different techniques that you wanna to use to be able to plant those trees properly. Um, are you planting them at the right depth? Do you really need all those um, guy wires and things holding the tree up? Or is it okay to, to leave it alone and let it grow a nice root structure? And then also in that session, we will talk about uh, new tree care and maintenance. What are some of the best practices uh, when it comes to caring for our trees? What's the proper mulching techniques, uh, watering? How much water does my tree need? Um, pruning techniques and uh, what's some of the seasonal care that we need to look at. So there's session two. Now, now session three, like pinnacle. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ranking these. They're all very important, but you know, you've reached the mountaintop with session three. So what topics will you be addressing in the third Zoom session that we're, we're working with here on the community tree care series? So in the third session, that's collective tree care, right? So we've talked about the basics in the first session of why the tree, why even having trees are good um, and some of those identifying characteristics. The second session, we're looking at how to care for that individual tree that you may be planting, uh, how to care for it, not only plant it, but care for it afterwards. Um, and then the third session, our third webinar is collective tree care. So taking all that stuff and putting it together and knowing how to care for that community forest um, as a whole. So maybe that looks like, um, you know, what, what are stressors for trees? So like, you know, those environmental conditions, well, we've had drought for several years. Um, maybe if we're in a, a public park, those mowers are going around the trees all the times so that could be a stressor, maybe some defects in trees. So that could be for the, the singular homeowner or gardener, um, or in our public areas. Um, what, could possibly make this tree hazardous. You know, does it have a big cavity? Does it have a big split down the side? Um, does it have a great big co-dominant stem or double leader? Um, I've been able to identify some of those to mitigate risk, again, both in our own yards and public spaces. Uh, we'll talk about tree ordinances and community tree advisory boards and uh, memorial tree planting programs. Kind of, yeah. you know, why do we want to maybe not offer those? Um, because it leads to lack of diversity. Um, because, you know, people want to say, I want to plant this maple for my loved one. And then another person, I want to plant this maple for my loved one. So um, those programs tend to lead to lack of diversity. Um, so what are the other options that you could offer um, if people want to do memorial tree planting? Not only that, but sometimes when we plant a memorial tree, um, trees die and it's not yeah. always the best, you know, memoriam, you know, remembrance of mm -hmm. someone too. So um, just another thought in a program like that. Yeah. Those are our three webinar sessions. We'll go on in um, January and February and have three in-person section sessions in those locations I mentioned. And those are really going to take again, all, all of the information that we got out of the first three webinars and put it into practice. So um, we might 
look at what pruning actually looks like. You know, we can talk about it and show the slides on a webinar, but it looks a lot different, you know, in person. We'll probably look at some tree identification characteristics in person. Um, and in each one of those communities, we're, we're anxious to interact with the, um, you know, excited to interact with the community and see what their problems are, what they're experiencing. Do they have a tree ordinance in their community? Um, what have they noticed? Uh, there and try and help people solve problems, you know, on the ground where they are three different times. They'll all be the same thing, but in different places. So mm -hmm. hopefully learning new stuff each time. The traveling show there, that the second half of the in-person stuff. Yep. Travel and tree show. You got it. Mm -hmm. And where are they at again? Um, so those locations uh, will be in Mattoon. I think that's the January date. Um Decatur will be in February, an early part of February, and then somewhere in the Moline area for the third one, and that will be in mid-February. Um, and so hopefully, uh, well, we will keep promoting this series to really get as much uh, traction as we can, to really get as many people involved as we can across the state and even regionally. Um, but as it comes to each one of those, we're going to try and ask the people that are signing up for it, you know, just like probably we do for lots of our programs as you're registering, do you have any questions? Or is there anything that you, you know, like to talk further about? Um, is there anything that you're noticing in your communities um, and try and, you know, come prepared. We hopefully we and they will come prepared to those in-person sessions uh, with questions and answers. Yeah, it's really about kind of identifying those needs in those individual communities. Um, Cause I think, there's different needs in different communities and trying to help help where we can and meet them at where where they need that help. Absolutely. And sometimes just, um, you know, we'll have lots of things planned for these, but often, you know, we find that just that open discussion among people with the sim with similar interests um, or similar needs, um, sometimes just a discussion, we learn more from each other than we thought possible or more than we would from slides. So you've convinced me. I want to sign up. Now, where do I go to sign up? Is Do we have a, a short URL, a phone number, a name of somebody I can call? Jenny, am I just going to give you a ring and say, sign me up? Uh, no, uh, we do have <laughs> a, a registration site. Um, it is go.illinois.edu backslash tree care series. All right. We will make sure that we link that in the show notes. Hey, I might even just put that on the screen right now. Go.illinois.edu slash tree care series. I get that right? Yes. Boom. Got it. Tree care series. I'll never forget it by the end of the show. Um, Definitely not. Yes. Yes. We'll well, very good. And I, I guess um, another uh, uh, question here, is there costs for if somebody wanted to sign up? Um, is there a fee to attend? Yes. So for each webinar, it will be $10. Um, so that's $10 each session, right? So if you want to go to all three of the webinars, that'll be $30, which we think is a pretty fair price for the amazing and phenomenal information that we are distributing clearly. Um, and then those in-person sessions will be $20 a piece. 
and you can register through that um, through that link. You can find out some more information about each of the um, webinars and in-person workshops. We'll keep updating it um, as we continue to develop this series. Our hope is that this grows, you know, to be a really big and relied upon resource uh, for people across the state. All right, so we'll switch gears a little bit here, slightly, kind of. Uh, so what are the most common, I guess, mistakes you see uh, when it comes to tree care that maybe this series will address and maybe, well, they eliminate, but maybe reduce the occurrence of? Where's my buzzer? I know this one. <laughs> um, planting Bradford pears. Just kidding. That is not a good one to, to practice. Don't plant those anymore please. Um, I, I often talk about what I call the tree, the four horsemen of tree failure. It's poor site or species selection. You know, if we're not putting the right plant in the right site from the get-go, that tree is just off to a bad start. And uh, as we talk about in a lot of our um, education, educational opportunities, trees are very patient and they can take a long time to really show those symptoms of uh, being planted in soil that doesn't drain well or being planted too deeply. Um, well, that would be an actual planting thing. Um, so poor site and species selection. So we're not putting the right plant in the right site. Poor soil conditions. And I don't just mean poorly draining, but a lot of, a lot of our urban soils, community soils, if you will, um, are just compacted as all get out. Um, so that means when that soil is compacted, there's no airspace, there's no open, you know, pore space for moisture in there. And it's really uh, makes it difficult for a tree to uptake any moisture and nutrients. Um, number three would be poor planting. So if we're again, planting it too deeply, um, doing some, maybe not taking off all the materials off of the ball, maybe not looking at the, uh, if you pull a, a tree out of a container and it's got girdling roots, if we're not getting rid of that right away, um, not a great planting uh, or establishment comes out of that. Um, and then poor aftercare. Um, we can just put a tree in the ground and call it good, but it's not going to, it may survive, but it may not thrive like it could. So, you know, adequate water for the first couple of years, maybe removing some of those double leaders, um, building a good scaffolding so we don't have some of those tree defects later on down the line. So those are those are my big four, and I think they're pretty all all encompassing. You know, uh, right plant, right site, uh, decent soils, put it in the ground right, and take care of it. But specifically, I know Jenny wants to pick on mulching. <laughs> What's wrong with mulch? Mulch. <laughs> I think everywhere I drive around, it's constant mulch volcanoes. Just piles and piles of mulch up against the tree that. It doesn't need to be there. It shouldn't be there um, because when that mulch is touching the outside bark, it's going to cause rot. And then eventually your tree is going to fall over. Um, you know, mulch is there for a purpose and that's to protect the tree for one thing from mowers and string trimmers. And then also to protect the roots uh, and keep them at, you know, a level moisture because that mulch helps create a moist area for the tree and that's very important when we have drought conditions and then also that mulch is going to decompose and put nutrients back into the soil um, and having that mulch there is just really beneficial for the tree but it needs to be done right 
and it shouldn't be touching the tree bark at all. Um, and it shouldn't be a volcano at all. It should be, you know, not volcano donut or if you prefer bagel. Today's a donut day for me. So yeah. I think Sarah too, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Two or three. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to echo what Jenny had said. We we do often promote mulching um, because it is such a great practice. But if we're doing it incorrectly, just like pruning, we encourage pruning for different purposes too. But if it's done, you know, incorrectly, it often causes more problems than, than it solves. So this community tree care series, uh, it, it, yes, you can be a tree advocate and attend. You can be a master gardener, master naturalist, attend. But really, you are targeting a commercial audience to, uh, and maybe a lot of these companies, uh, especially as I've seen in my neck of the woods, they are really being born from the need to remove ash trees right now. Um, and a lot of these companies, they can be taking down two ash trees every day and they can be doing this for the next couple of years. But what happens when the ash trees, when that jobs, when those jobs are done, now it's time to do a little bit of tree health assessment. Um, maybe you have some clients that need a little bit of help, not cutting down a tree, but just maintaining a tree or figuring out what's wrong with a tree. And so that's, mm -hmm. is this that, that primary goal is to educate that commercial audience, whether it's uh, continuing education, or maybe it's something new for them to learn. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, removal is obviously a big business. Um, and, and I'd like to add to what you said, oftentimes it's born out of, well, I've already got this clientele from my landscaping company. I'm going to get a bucket truck and do some of that because it's been requested from my clients. Um, and so just that move from one to the other, there's a lot more to learn, right? And, and we only know what we know. Um, and so, yes, uh, I don't know that we'll ever run out of trees to remove, but um, some of the tree care professionals that I talk to, I joke with them and say, you know, if chopping off parts of a tree is the only thing you need to know about tree care, I'm glad you're not a pediatrician. Um, so we want to learn those those prior steps, right? You want to learn how, how, and that's things that our tree care professionals should know. Yeah, they're not going to get as much money in removal, but there's going to be a lot more trust built up maybe um, with the community that they're putting in trees that are going to live beyond the first five years because we see a lot of that. Um, things dying because of those those things that I mentioned, the four horsemen of tree failure. Um, yeah, exactly right. Into the future, we want we want our tree care professionals not just to know how to remove parts of them or take the whole tree down um, because it's hanging over the roof, but maybe uh, they invest time and money into learning how to plant them, and that supplements their business, um, or you know how to how to prune for different. Um, different things like reducing the size or maybe somebody needs, I get a lot of requests for uh, where do I find somebody that will prune my fruit trees? So food, food production could honestly be one. Um, but yeah, we, we want, we want our professionals to know more than just that one, um, that one trick. Not just our, you know, professionals, but those that are doing and caring for trees on a regular basis within their jobs that aren't necessarily um, professionals and don't necessarily have the training or the background in tree care and maintenance. 
So, you know, your park staff and even your seasonal staff that work at parks, um, your school groundskeepers, your municipality workers, um, and your lawn care service people. I mean, you know, a, a lot of schools will contract out to local lawn care services um, to tend their, their grounds. And part of that, you know, tree care is lumped in that contract and they may not necessarily know proper tree care and maintenance. Um, so we're trying to reach out to those individuals as well. Having some conversations with um, commercial tree care workers, I can also add that a lot of clients, they see the volcano mulching and they see the tree topping and they say, I want that. You know, whatever my neighbor did, I, you, you need to make sure you do that. And so, again, another uh, maybe way to persuade uh, some of our, our tree care professionals to attend is to say, hey, client, Extension said that's not a good idea. So you can point to us and say, mm -hmm. this is your reasoning for uh, following best practices when it comes to tree management. Yes, and that's the exactly the reason, um, you know, if if the client wants it. That means we need to help educate the client too, right? And the people in our community. So again, our hobbyists, our, our sing, single families, single person in, uh, that has a yard with a tree. Keep an eye out uh, for more information to come out. Um, if, uh, if you get a hold, you know, you as a, as a viewer of Good Growing Podcast, if you get a hold of this information and maybe the tree care, community tree care series isn't something that you would enjoy, please pass it along. The opportunity to... Um, local people um, in your community, you know, whether that is your tree care professionals, your park staff, um, the guy who mows the cemetery, um, whoever may be out there, please pass it along because we think that it's great information that everybody could make use of. Well, that was a lot of great information about a wonderful upcoming online series and followed up by an in-person series about community tree care. I am super excited uh, sign me up, guys. I'll, I, I will be there. Well, the Good Growing Podcast is a production of University of Illinois Extension, edited this week by me, Chris Enroth. A special thank you to Sarah Vogel, Jenny Lee. Thank you both for being here this week and talking all about the Community Tree Care Series. Our pleasure. Thanks for having us. It's great. Thanks, guys. And of course, a special thanks to Ken Johnson in Jacksonville for hanging out with me today. Sorry, Ken, we didn't talk about bugs. I tried to throw Emerald Ashbore in there for you, but um, it's about the best I could do today. That's right. We had a good time. <laughs> we did. <laughs> thanks, Sarah and Jenny. It was good. I'll get my credit card out of here and sign up. And thanks for being on. And Chris, again, thank you as always. And let's do this again next week. Oh, we shall do this again next week. We are going to be answering your late fall winter questions. So send them in to us. Our emails are in the show notes below. Plus, Ken, I don't think we followed up on all the weird stuff that we grew this year. So we have to give a report what went well in the garden and what didn't go well. Uh, I think I know what category I'm going to fall mostly into. So, uh, <laughs> me too. Yeah. Listeners, thank you for doing what you do best, and that is listening. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, watching. And as always, keep on growing.